Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Call to Action podcast. Today is Tuesday, November 3rd, and Eric, one more sleep. Yeah, happy uh, happy Election Day, Voting Day to you, Jeremy, but I think we're all focused on a different cause today. Uh, yes, like voting action. I, I will be voting action <laughs> early and often uh, yes, all day today and tomorrow. Absolutely, yeah. I think we're we're both ready uh, to get things rolling. I don't know about you. I'm just excited to be sitting in that command center with those six TVs on. It's been a long time, man. It really has. It's been way too long. It has. We've we've continued to keep the show going here, uh, but you know, without admittedly without some some uh, sporting events going on uh, i'm glad we've had the topics that we've had but it's nice to be focused on some football games tomorrow night and like you said i can't wait to get back in there and you know four games on uh, national tv on linear platforms yeah. is awesome uh, there's no better way to bring back the mac than in the middle of the week and on a wednesday and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's been way too long. And um, it, it's it's even cool just doing like game, you know, press release this morning yeah. and stuff. No, I know. And I think we're going to look back on this and, and, and think, you know, oh, man, it was such a, a long time to get things back on track. But it really does make you feel like, it, you know, it makes you get excited again. You know, we've had, you know, a couple of years together now at, the, at, at this point working with each other. And I don't think we've either of us have been as excited um, you know, as, as we are now, you know, you just get into the monotony of, of, you know, having events every day and, and things like that. And I think we, you know, definitely took that for granted. And, and so it'll be good to be back. And like you said, on, on Wednesday night, man, I mean, doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. It, it's uh, yeah, it, it's the little things. I think it's another step in the direction of what everyone wants around the country of normalcy and mm-hmm. getting back. And we've, you know, we've been watching all these, uh, football games the last few weeks college football games and you see all these teams playing I know I speak after after talking with our uh, head coaches last week on our our video conference and I know from the student athletes like everyone has been watching other football games whether it's NFL whether it's college and they're just ready to get out there and show their stuff and uh, you know I'm I'm really excited for them because this is this is what we all love doing and uh you know to to uh hype up and promote what's going on on the field and at our institutions is you know what you and I love and and we're finally getting that chance again yeah exactly and if you didn't I mean if the people listening to this podcast didn't didn't catch the the coaches interviews last week I thought you know Jeremy did a great job oh um, hey thank you additional yeah. compliments wow you, yeah I know hey you really man, do I'm, miss uh working <laughs> I must be in a giving mood today no but um yeah no it was it was great stuff and I mean even just getting to see those guys and you know they're all such great football minds I think we all also you know take that for granted a little bit um you know what they do on on a daily basis for just football in general um but yeah great to hear them actually talk football about you know I think we have a ton of exciting young talent um as we mentioned I think we talked a lot about last year about um our teams being very young and, and a little bit inexperienced maybe. And now it's, it's that time to, you know, kind of show, you know, what they're all made of. And I, I'm excited yeah. to see that come to fruition a little bit. Yeah. And, and you know, this is really, uh, it's not <laughs> the way I, I, uh, anyone would draw it up, but you know, this no. is my, I, I, my first season taking over, um, and, and doing the media stuff for football as our main contact. And yeah, it, it was really cool to just 
interact and talk with the coaches at the end of last week, even for 10 minutes a piece, just seeing those guys and not necessarily focusing on the pandemic, but focusing on an upcoming game and hearing them talk about different players and stuff. And that's, what's really exciting. And, um, you know, I, I, I putting out the preseason polls last week, like just doing all those things um, is, is just really cool, really exciting. So yeah, I can't wait till Wednesday. Uh, speaking of the preseason polls. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we, we don't really show our picks or anything there. We're, we're uh, we want to, um, root on everyone but anyone we I'll, I'll bring it up i mean on the coaches sure. side we had miami and and uh uh toledo picked yep. Yep. uh east and west champs by our coaches and uh by the media we had buffalo and central michigan um anything stand out at you from those polls yeah and i i think we'll we'll get into it with our guests a little bit um definitely in in later in the podcast but i think and the one thing I want to stress is the stress, I'm sorry, is, is um, the difference between the two polls. I think, uh, you know, it's really interesting to get the coach's side of things. And then you see, you know, what the outside thinks. Um, and I think that that's really interesting. And obviously you can't tell anything from a, a preseason poll necessarily. And especially this year, no one's been able to really scout or, or do anything. But, you know, we're jumping right into these six games. And so we don't know how we don't have those, you know, six warm up games, I guess, as you could call them the non-conference games to kind of feel things out. Um, so it'll definitely be exciting. I love the, the, the difference between the two. I think it shows a little bit of balance um, throughout the conference. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Give me, give me your thoughts. I, I want to know. No, no, I was going to say you just hit it right there at the end, the balance. Uh, yeah. I think, and just like in past years, you could make a case probably uh i mean hey why not you could make a case for every team in the mech sure and you can sure. do that every year and you know you look at last year's champ or uh, east and west division champions in miami and central both bringing back a lot you well, look even, at even last year like central was picked last in the preseason right yeah it doesn't, right, so you really never know yeah you you don't know but you you have two teams that are in our championship game that are both bringing back a lot of talent you have teams like buffalo ohio and kent state who each ended last season with bowl wins and, yep. and they're bringing stuff back, uh, you know, players back. So, uh, you know, and, and you just don't know what other schools, uh, you know, like we talked about with uh, Michael Ray guy last week, you know, is there, is there a quarterback, like he mentioned at Bowling Green with uh, McDonald, you know, yep. is there a guy that we just haven't seen play that could be mean a world of difference for a team? So, you know, you, you talk about all those teams, you throw in a team like Toledo, who's always can compete for a championship. You got teams like Ball State who came on at the end of last year. I mean, you know, it, it, Eastern Michigan is never a slouch, and and yep. you know Tom Arth is going to get a chance to and Thomas Hammock, um, along with when I mentioned with uh, Coach Leffler, they're they're getting another chance, to, you know, another year with their team and, and yep. see what they can do over the past season. So, yeah, I just I know it's a sprint. I wish it was. Uh, yeah. I wish we were playing all 12, but you know, you, you take it and uh, these, these next six weeks are going to be exciting. Yeah. And I know you brought it up a little bit, but I wanted to get like your actual take on it. Is there, I know we talk a lot about, you know, all the teams and things like that, but is there a guy from last year that you're like, man, I can't wait to see him play this year. Like again. Oh man. I mean, how can you not say Jarrett Patterson after <laughs> the way he ended last year and he's such a dynamic back. And, uh, you know, the things he does and he's already on the radar, uh, nationally. And, 
you know, I would, I would say right behind that is Dustin Crum. I mean, yeah. you know, you see a lot of these guys. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to steal your pick there. No, uh, and, and you know, we have our defensive player of the year back, Treshawn yeah. Hayward and, um, Troy Brown uh, from Central. Yeah, um, the the corners at Ball State, which we're gonna have our guest on soon, talk about Antonio Phillips. We we have a lot of uh, to your point when you first started this call. We had a lot of youth before and a lot of guys, and now those guys are, you know, a year uh, and a lot of practices and training um, later. Because I'm sure all these guys have just been waiting, trying to get uh, ready for game day, and. Uh, yeah. It's going to be exciting to to see a glimpse of that Wednesday night, and then we'll talk about it all and recap it on Thursday. Yeah. And that's what's going to be so fun. We're going to be talking and recapping actual football games. Yeah, actually, I, Any, what I, what is a guy? Is anyone outside of Crum or? No, I mean Crum was going to be my pick. I mean, I think uh, he really burst on the scene last year. I mean, I think we see a lot of these, you know, guys from from bigger schools and and. You know, they get a lot of the attention, but but Crum was doing a lot of the things that they were doing. And, um, you know, he's got he's got the arm. He's got the talent around him. Um, and he's got the coach, uh, I think, too, to really, you know, make something special out of him and, and that team. So I'm really excited to see him, what he can do. Yeah, well, it, it's going to be exciting all, all the way around. And uh, I, I can't wait till tomorrow night when, again, we're watching those games. Can't stress that enough. Um, you know, today we have uh, we were joined by two very special guests. Uh Adam Jaxa, who's the voice of the Central Michigan Chippewas, and Joel Gadette, the voice of the Ball State Cardinals. Uh, two guys that we have a great relationship with that are a lot of fun and, uh, you know, that we wanted to bring on and, and uh, preview the upcoming season and preview their institutions. Uh, I don't know, any anything to add about those guys? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, both of those guys absolutely know their stuff, um, not only at their schools, but throughout the Mac. I mean, they've been around it so often. I mean, not just football too. I mean, they're, they're all over it on, on every sport. Um, so it's great to always talk to those guys, great personalities, obviously in general. Um, so yeah, great guests. Well, with that, we will bring you Joel Gadette and Adam Jaxa. All right, everybody. Uh, we have two very special guests on with today, with us today, uh, to help us preview the upcoming Mac season. Uh, as we are just two days away uh, when we tape this, I don't know exactly when this is coming out, but we have Adam Jaxa, voice of the Chippewas, and Joel Gadette, voice of the Ball State Cardinals. Guys, how you doing? I was going to let Jackson go first. He's just, okay. I'm great. Doing well, doing well. No, you, you've been in the league longer, so you go first. I just wanted you guys to talk over one another, to be honest, but you, you two are both too kind. You know, you know, just trying to be deferential, get off on the right foot. Well, look. did win the division. <laughs> well, look, we, we wanted to have you guys both on because uh, – not only do you guys really know your stuff, but, uh, you know, you're, you're friends of the pod. Uh, and we, we like to have you both on. And I want to start first. You guys kind of uh, tried to upstage us by starting your own podcast uh, after we started ours. Took you a few months to get it off the ground and running. But, uh, you know, Adam, I'll start with you. Tell, tell us a little bit about your podcast and, uh, you know, how you're trying to spread the, the good word of Maction. 
Yeah, well, I feel kind of uh, unwanted right now because the podcast has not been recorded in <laughs> what seems like a month. So it's kind of like when you're, when you're dating someone and they just ghost you. That's kind of where I feel right now with Joel. <laughs> came up with this idea. We're doing this podcast. And then out of nowhere, the texts, the calls, they just stopped. And I was just left thinking, what happened? What did I do wrong? That's, that's kind of where I'm at, Jeremy. Out. So the funny thing the funny thing is that like we we did the podcast while there was no maction and then as soon as there became maction which was no the reason podcast. we did the podcast we, we we stopped the podcast because life happened right i mean yeah probably you got busy joel, joel realized that his co-host wasn't very good and he's like all right this is the end, we need to end <laughs> I, told, I tried to get jeremy off a little while ago but it never worked out so <laughs> Yeah, you you wanted me off the podcast. You wanted us to take to take a hiatus. No, I just I just would rather have Bobby G on. Oh, I got you. I got. I would be I would be here for that. Yeah, he was just on. You guys got tuned in. We talked esports with him, so Mm. tune in for that. Yeah, we got some esports. Well, well, I mean, I asked you that whole question. You guys didn't even plug it. So is it already done? I mean, I didn't even hear the name. (laughs) We haven't taped one in a while, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll probably bring it back at some point. But uh, yeah, convo number five, which is oh. the most Maction name ever. I'll give Jackson the credit. Uh, it is the fifth convocation center in the Mid-American Conference because, let's be honest, if you're at a Max sporting event, there's a very high percentage you're at a convocation center. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Very. It took me a while, and I've been in the league longer than any of us. Um, it took me a while to figure that one out. Uh, I got to be honest, but I listened to the maybe the one and only episode you guys taped. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, believe, there's, I believe there's six. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, good then. Part, you get to hear part. mumbo number five when the podcast opens. But when we do come back, we'll make sure to open with Return of the Mac. Uh, yeah. That next podcast. Thank you. Thank that's, you. That's, what we, that's what we use. That's, that's ours. So you can probably have to think of something else, but okay. that's all right. Stop stopping us, guys. Seriously. Well, look, I wanted you guys to come on and, and, and plug that, but uh, apparently, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Stay tuned on that. But, hey, the, the real reason is to talk a little Mac football. I mean, uh, Joel, we'll start with you. Just all the ups and downs going through the summer, going through since the basketball tournament being canceled or postponed or canceled. Yes, canceled and then football season being postponed and then coming back. Just the feelings, and I see you're at the stadium right now, and I know Adam did some tests. How how's it feel to get ready for a game day? Well, first off, if, if you can go back to the basketball tournament being postponed, uh, I liked Ball State's chances, so just let me know when we're going to pick that thing up and <laughs> we'll go from there. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Um, it's it's very weird because you're getting like you're going through all the motions to get the season started in the middle of the season. Um, because there's all these other teams that are six and zero or seven and zero or two and one, and you know you're going through all of these week one things that um, you didn't necessarily expect. Like I, I I didn't expect to be doing all of this, so it's almost there's like a rush portion to it. The weirdest thing ever is getting set for the start of football season, and then basketball coaches are like, "Hey, when is our intro board video shoot?" And I'm like, "Well, we'll do that when we get to basketball season." They're like, "Basketball season's here." I'm like. What are you talking about? We haven't played a football game yet. <laughs> uh, so it's condensed the schedule in a very odd way. Um, but listen, I'm, I'm all here for it. As long as we're out there and we're playing and we're doing it safely, um, I'm just excited to be doing the thing that we all love. 
Yeah. And Adam, just uh, speak to the point of how we're coming back and that we're coming back very on brand by playing, uh, you know, midweek football for the most of the month of November and, and how that, uh, you know, as, as being a fan and, and someone who's grown up within this conference, you know, how you feel about that? I think it's perfect. I mean, just like you said, people know the Mac and have become accustomed to mid-American conference football being when there's no other games on. And you're like, I want to watch football. I'm craving football. It's football season, but we have to wait until Saturday. Although now Friday and Thursday, it's, it's getting closer and closer, but for the longest time, all that was going on in the middle of the week was, was Mac football. So Tuesdays, Wednesdays, sometimes Thursdays, uh, you're fully showcased to, to the nation right there. And you're on ESPN, ESPNU, ESPN2, CBS Sports Network. Obviously, you can catch any of our radio broadcasts as well if you're a big-time nerd. But anyway, <laughs> it, it's, it's great because there's nothing else on, and people get to see the Mac. And I think um, uh, just some of the NFL scouts, honestly, that – uh, I know Jim McElwain has talked to, has said it's very helpful that we get to watch the games because they're played midweek when we don't have much going on and they are the only option. And I'm not saying that's the only reason why there's Mac players in the NFL. There's a ton of talent in this league, but I but think if that, that's the only reason we're fine with it, by the way, yeah, <laughs> we don't, we're not going to complain either way, but um, wrapping it all up I mean just to to have people be able to watch this when there's nothing else going on I think it puts everybody on the Mac which is great to showcase the league although the stadiums may not be as full you take a hit there with attendance but you do get the primetime slot on ESPN or CBS you know just to add to that too uh, I am disappointed in in a lot of my friends who like this past Saturday would text me and be like hey like Ball State starts this saturday right and i was like no, no we play in the mac like i how how like it, it's it's a weekend like wh what did you expect we're starting on wednesday because that's how we roll and i i i would have thought that that would have been ingrained but oh well well i, I wanted to bring that up because i mean you most of you guys i guess feed off a lot of energy from like the crowd and things like that how does that you know change your guys experience with no fans being there this year I'm just going to have my analyst yell into the crowd mic. Um, Pump crowd noise. People will actually be able to hear my analyst when he pounds on the window. Joel knows this because we literally Remember. see each other at Schumann Stadium, but he pounds on the window or on the platform that all of our equipment is conveniently plugged into. That'll just be more prevalently heard over the <laughs> airwaves now. Well, Eric brings up a good, really good point and question, though, is, you know, we're all going to be in a position here where I know we're on these midweek games. I know we're on linear platforms. It's great. But especially in your guys' job and when it comes to the conference, we always try to do our thing on social. Just how, you know, how important now is the job that you guys do to bring that action to the fans and, and to make it feel just as if, like Eric said, you, you feed off the crowd. How does it get – that same excitement from two guys, Eric and myself, who've never done radio and or really anything as you listen to this podcast and see how we set it up. So so there's two things there. Um, the, the first one is the importance of the broadcast when there's no fans. And I will say that it's the most important we've ever been. And thusly, we should all get raises. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, but seriously, like that part of it is is very important. Um, in a football sense, but also like an Olympic sports sense, you know, like if we're putting field hockey on ESPN plus, you know, that stuff's uber important because there's going to be 
nobody there or if there's friends and family you know maybe not as many as there would have been um so like truly being the eyes and ears um gets just an, an extra microscope thrown on it um from the fan standpoint of it like does it matter yes um i'd be lying if i said it's it it's not more more fun air quotes to do a game with with a giant you know hundred thousand screaming fan base behind you at you know the 12th man when ball state was there a couple of years ago um but i like I think at this point, and I don't know, Jackson, you could talk to this from, from your standpoint, but like at this point in my career, like I've done enough games where there's nobody there. Um, you know, I, I did a basketball game last year in, in Hawaii at the diamond head where we played at eight in the morning. Yeah. And I remember Kanai Acre was over six from three. And he came up to me after the game. He goes, man, why you gotta be saying on the air that I'm over six from three. And I was like, you heard that? He's like, we could hear everything. <laughs> uh, and like, I've done minor league baseball games where, a pitcher could hear me from the mound um so you know it just it, i you know I've, I've done it before and it'll, it'll be a throwback that way and just kind of as coaches say you've got to bring your own energy and, and and be your own juice man sure well another thing um you know that we wanted to bring up is at the end of last week or middle of last week we the preseason polls were uh announced on both the coaches side and the media side of things, you guys both uh, part of that vote on the media side. Uh, you know, I guess what I'll just, honor. what's that? I said, what an honor. Yeah, it is an honor. It is a huge <laughs> honor. Um, any surprises for you guys? And, and we'll start with you, Adam. As, as you look at the polls, um, you know, you don't have to give your votes out exactly, but kind of uh, as we sit here, and this is a Mac football preview episode, how do you see the league unfolding this upcoming season? I, I was really surprised with Toledo um, being up towards the top. I know that they're usually up there, but they took a step back last year. And with what, just specifically to who you have on here, Central Michigan and Ball State bring back, I didn't understand why Toledo just automatically is now better than both of those teams after last year. Um, that was the, the biggest surprise to me. And, and honestly, Western Michigan as well in the coaches division, the coach. No offense to our lovely coaches, but their poll made zero sense to me, specifically from the West <laughs> uh, Western Michigan has had John Lawson for what seems like 10 years at quarterback. <laughs> Levante Bellamy. Levante Bellamy. Yes. Levante Bellamy and John Lawson leave your quarterback and your running back, and you're picked second and get two first place votes in the West. I didn't understand that, again, with how much is being brought by brought back by some of the teams last year that had some success. So I think that was the biggest surprise. And just the other surprise is how different the coaches and media polls were. Uh, again, I'm more prone to the West division. So looking at the West division, I kind of think we all understand that Buffalo and Miami are probably the picks. Those are interchangeable on the East, but one side you've got Toledo winning with Western and central. And then the other, you've got central Toledo and ball state and uh, just, just a lot of differences. So if, if I were looking at, I don't, I don't shy away from my pick. I'll own it. Um, I think it's going to come down to central Michigan and ball state. And I'm not just saying that because it's Joel and I on here. I like a lot of what ball state brought back. They've got an efficient quarterback, one of the best in the Mac. They've got a great running back and Mike news in what Joel year five. I mean, this seems like the time for him to get rolling and central Michigan brings back all of their weapons offensively. We don't know about David Moore, but, um, it seems like it's plug and play with Jim McElwain's offense. So to me, 
from what they did last year and coming back this year, because that's just how I base my picks, I think the West runs through Central Michigan and Ball State. I certainly think Toledo, Western Michigan, the others have a chance to sneak in there, but I see Ball State, CMU 1 and 2. Yeah, I, I had the same reaction. Um, when I saw Toledo was picked at the top, my, my first response was, like, what did they do to deserve that? Um, now, granted, I picked Ball State at the top, and what did they do to deserve that? Because they finished five and seven last year. So it's all based on projection. Um, but I, I think there's obviously a lot of question marks based on, on where, you know, what Toledo's season was last year is a lot different than what Ball State's season was as far as what directions the arrows were pointing. Now, obviously, that can all change. Um, Toledo's usually pretty good. So would it shock me? No. Would I predict it? Also, no. Um, but I think Jax is right. I think from a West standpoint, you're looking at a ball state and a central Michigan race. Um, obviously you don't want to put anything past Tim Lester. Um, but I think it's hard to pick a team that high when the, when you lose your quarterback and your running back and they are quarterbacks and running backs of that caliber. Um, so yeah, I, I think the two at the top of the West are, are certainly ball state and central. I picked Buffalo on the top half of the East. Uh, I think Jarrett Patterson is the best running back, maybe the best player in the league. Um, Caleb Huntley's right behind him in, in the running back category. Uh, I, I actually picked Miami a little bit lower than most people. Um, I picked Ohio above them because I never bet against Frank Solich. And I'm the kind of guy that always makes the one ridiculous choice and sees how it pans out late in the year. Um, I picked Kent State to finish up higher in the, in, in the division as well. Um, so we'll see how that pans out. But um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting hodgepodge of spaghetti on the wall <laughs> interesting i like that i like that saying um but no i mean we have you guys on here just because you're so knowledgeable of, about the mac and, and all that goes through it but um i kind of want you to talk about a little bit about your teams specifically um a little bit who are some guys you know that you've seen kind of on the inside the past you know two three weeks at camp um that we can expect to have a great season um and joel we can start with you for this one yeah, I mean, the first and foremost is is it's all names that you probably know already um, because Ball State is just their veteran. Um, when Mike New got here, they played a ton of freshmen and they've played those same guys ever since and have gotten steadily better with them ever since. Um, Drew Plitt is the quarterback. Uh, he was the best quarterback in the Mid-American Conference, statistically speaking, a year ago. He's back for the, the first of his two senior seasons. Um, you know, C Caleb Huntley, uh, behind Jarrett Patterson, I, I think is the best running back in this league. Um, they will feed him and ride or die with him. Justin Hall is the top wide receiver. He's going to finish being the top wide receiver in ball state history in any measurable metric. Um, and then you've got a couple other guys that complement him nicely in Antoine Davis, good possession receiver, Johannes Tyler, uh, who's a big sprawling target. Um, Jalen McGoy is a name that you will not have heard before at wide receiver. Uh, but a guy that had power five offers to play linebacker uh, could have gone to Missouri, could have gone to Oklahoma, uh, could have gone to Syracuse, wanted to play offense and uh, came to Ball State to be able to play wide receiver. And uh, as a redshirt freshman, there's a really high expectation for him. The offensive line is completely veteran across the board. Uh, on the defensive end, uh, you will not find a better duo of cornerbacks in college football. Um, there are three teams in the FBS that return two all-conference cornerbacks from last season, uh, Boise State, LSU, and Ball State. So between A.J. Uzadinma and, and Antonio Phillips, uh, you're pretty locked down on the edges. Um, your linebacker core lost one guy from last year in Jacob White, 
they replaced him with Brandon Martin, who was the team captain, who just so happened to be injured last year. Um, so you're, you're kind of veteran there. The question will be on the D-line. Uh, well, you'll see, you know, Chris Adjuman is a transfer from Sacred Heart, grad transfer from the FCS level. Uh, he looks like he ate a house for breakfast. Um, he's six foot five, 280 pounds. Uh, Anthony Ekpe uh, will be a good rush end slash linebacker type. Um, had six and a half sacks for Rice a couple of years ago. So has proven himself at, at the, the group of five level. Um, so he would be another new name to, to be aware of. But um, it's a lot of people you know, and a lot of people have played a lot of really good football in this league and are now just kind of ready to take that step over the hump. What about you, Adam? Talk a little bit about the chips. Yeah, for sure. And I think just like Joel saying, and again, one of the reasons why I had CMU and Ball State towards the top is because they do bring back so many productive players. And specifically for a Jim McElwain and, and a Mac-flavored team, you want to have a good offense. And that's what they've got in Mount Pleasant. And it starts with the wide receivers cores, uh, the wide receiving cores with uh, Khalil Pimpleton. I mean, he was all Mac last year with um, the amount of production he had receiving and also on punt returns, he's back and they have big expectations for him second year in the offense. And then his buddy that he played high school football with at Muskegon, Ja'Cory Sullivan, another all-max selection. Those guys are back. They look good. They're ready to go. Uh, you add in Tyrone Scott, who, who also um, had a really productive first year. Those three as your core um, a newer face is Dallas, uh, Dallas Dixon. He transferred from Northern Michigan and he's another lengthy kind of tall build that just, you can tell he knows what he's doing and he looks like he belongs with that group. So maybe some added depth at wide receiver. Um, and then at, at running back, you lose Jonathan Ward, but uh, for the first time in program history last year, they had two backs go over a thousand yards. Kobe Lewis was that other guy. And they really talked highly of, of Lou Nichols, who came out of Cavs Tech. We've got a bunch of players from that program um, down in Detroit. He's bulked up and looks good as a second option. And if they can, they kind of want to do the same thing as they did last year with Ward and um, with Lewis, have that one-two punch to kind of take some of the pressure off both those guys. I think the biggest thing offensively is what's going on at quarterback. Because right now with David Moore, if the coaches are telling me correctly, and I know people, they like to keep it close to the vest and maybe they have different information than what they've given me. We still don't have anything from the NCAA that has said David Moore is cleared to play, even though the, the year suspension was up October 7th. So I don't think we're going to see David Moore on Wednesday against Ohio, just based on the fact I haven't heard anything from the coaching staff. I think it's going to be Daniel Richardson, who's a redshirt freshman that they said had a really good spring. Um, they brought in a transfer in Ty Brock. We could potentially see him, but right now we don't know about David Moore. So I think that's the biggest question mark for CMU is if they're going to have that guy behind center because they really felt like if he wouldn't have got suspended last year, that could have been the difference maker of whether they win that MAC championship game or lose it like they did to Miami. And then on the defensive side of the ball, it starts with Troy Brown. I mean, he had a he had a breakout season last year, one of the best tacklers in the conference. Uh, led the conference in TFLs and um, a guy that burst onto the scene after putting on some weight, moving positions from safety to linebacker. He's the anchor of that defense, a captain from last year. And um, will be interesting to see. I know I'm sure the same with Joel. I haven't actually seen a ton of fall camp just because COVID-19. So I'm really going to get my first couple of peeks at what this CMU defense and team looks like on Wednesday 
because uh, I haven't seen a ton. And um, there's there's new secondary people that are that are going to be in there that they're excited about. Um, and they felt like that was one of the missing pieces last year is can their secondary be a bit stronger? They feel like they've added some depth there. So I, uh, I'm speaking from what I've heard and not as much what I've seen just because of uh, COVID-19 protocols and not going to a ton of practices before the season starts. You got to get yourself in the testing pool, Jack. So that's the key. <laughs> Four times a week, baby. <laughs> well, that, that was great insight by both of you on your teams. I think uh, the, the one last thing uh, I know I had for you is I think I could speak for both Eric and myself then on Wednesday night, the one thing that we've missed um, is, you know, getting into the Mac office and we have this command center in the Mac office. We're watching all the games at once. We're following everything. And I just personally can't wait until we're back in that room doing that. So my question to you guys, outside of the obvious and calling the games, where you, what what's the one thing from each of you that you just can't wait to happen on Wednesday? Uh, you know, what's the one thing you really, really enjoy about what you do and uh adam will start with you my answer is going to be cut and dry even though you told me i can't say calling <laughs> the game uh but it's different i mean i i'm the newbie right i'm the new kid on the block this is year one and i didn't think year one was going to happen maybe in the spring so selfishly I, i'm just pumped to call some football i i think i've called probably less than 20 no, definitely less than 15 division one football games in my life and uh, maybe football overall, just because you don't call a ton of their games because the seasons are so short. So um, for me, it is just being able to call football games. I haven't done it a ton and to do it for the alma mater and watch central Michigan in a year where they've got high expectations and had such a turnaround last year. Um, I think that's number one, even though you said I couldn't say that. Number two, I, I love my partner, Brock Gutierrez. He's so passionate about Central Michigan. He played here, played in the NFL, had great careers at both, won a championship with Central Michigan. Just kind of being a part of, of that broadcast team and um, having fun in the booth with him, delivering the call, but talking about the game, but then joking around and just seeing him and everybody else that'll be there. Uh, the game day staff just excited to see everybody again because I think that's the biggest thing we haven't seen people unless it's been like this like over mm -hmm. zoom or talking on the phone to actually see them in person and kind of hopefully go through some of the normal steps of what a normal football game would be like I'm really excited for that how about you Joel um yeah I I, I don't mean to be like not exciting in my answer but probably the same thing that Jax has said um <laughs> You know, like Tim Tebow used to say that, or people used to say about Tim Tebow that like he didn't, he didn't love playing football. He loved playing quarterback. Um, and I, you know, I like sports, but what I love is broadcasting sports. Um, so, you know, I, I, it's a different perspective. Like I'm, I'm not the type of person, like I, I watch college football and I watch the NFL. Like I enjoy it. I love the world series. Um, but I'm not like a, a junkie that's going to sit there when games are on and watch them all the time. Um, like I'll watch house hunters. Um, but, but for me, there's nothing better than actually calling the game in and of itself. Like that is a rush and a feeling and something that I love more than anything. So to be able to get that back, uh, will be huge. And then, uh, you know, to steal Jax's second point, um, you know, being able to work with, with my partners again, um, Rich Spizak is, is the greatest, uh, old grumpy get off my lawn guy ever uh and he makes my life much better to be around him um he's he's highly entertaining and, uh, and we have a great time on the air 
so just to be able to get that band back together is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and like, just get a sense of normalcy again, as, as we've talked about, it's, it's the most unnormal normal, um, but it's closer to normal than where we've been. So uh, being able to have that and, uh, and being able to watch my guys win a Mac championship because uh, this is the year they get it done. So. Well, that's great. Um, I think we should probably end this on, on a quick rapid fire from each of you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Adam, we'll start with you. These are my, my three questions for you. And you just have okay. one. one let's, more let's, let's go, let's go each, uh, person, same question, but they can each answer one by okay. one. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. One, word. one, one word answers here. Yeah. 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 No explanation. All right. Ready. First one is, is your favorite road trip to make in the Mac? Ball state. Joel. Hang on. Come on. Really? <laughs> I love Schumann Stadium's broadcast booth. I love it. Okay, that's fair. Maybe, right. maybe you could have a short explanation. I just know also, we're on time. It's, it's okay. short. It's a short drive to Muncie. There's two things. The drives are very long in the MAC, especially when you're way up in Mount Pleasant. And not all the booths, I'm not going to name names, mm -hmm. are as luxurious as some of the other ones. So that's why Ball State, selfishly, I'm thinking for myself here, Ball State is a good trip to make. I like Schumann okay, Stadium. That's fair. That's drive. fair. I'll give you that. Um, all right, just as a quick counter to that, everybody hates on Northern Illinois' booth. I think it's the greatest in the league. Um, but my answer to that question is Buffalo, uh, because I, uh, I went to school in upstate New York, and uh, having some Tully's baked ziti is my favorite food stop. So, yeah. Huh. Never been to Tully's. Yeah. Yes. No, Joel went to Syracuse? I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the first I've ever heard that. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, the, the second question we have for you guys is, uh, cause I know you answered that kind of, um, based on maybe where you want to call a game, but that is our next question. Does it differ your favorite place to call a game based on some of the things maybe that you just, uh, said, but Joel, will we'll football, football or any sport. We're going to stick to football for this one. Yeah. And um, it have to be in the Mac. You want in the Mac? Yes. In the Mac. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with what I said there. Um, Northern Illinois, people hate on it. If you've never been to, to DeKalb Husky stadium, the press box is just like abhorrently old and small. Um, How do I exit out of this zoom? I want to leave. <laughs> it is the booth. The booth is maybe like three feet by three feet. The ceiling might be two feet high. Like you can hit your head on it. Um, but it is my absolute favorite booth in the league because there's no desk in front of you. They just put a folding table. So we move the folding table and we put it in the back and we put the equipment behind us and then the window goes floor to ceiling. So we just stand at the window and like I write on the window with dry erase markers. Like we've got like a giant chalkboard in front of us. You can see you got a great view. I, it is my favorite booth, even though people think I'm nuts. Mm -hmm. How about you? Share a booth with a 300 pound offensive lineman. I think you would change your decision. <laughs> uh, okay. Did you say, and you said it has to be football. We're not doing basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Football. Oh, man. This is tough. This is tough. Um, wow. I, uh, I like Akron's man. They got a, they got a <laughs> yeah, stadium and uh, just complete opposite of Joel here. They have all the world and then some room wise in their press box, so much room. And then you get in the booth and uh, I literally, that's like an apartment in there. I think I could sleep overnight in that place and be completely uh, <laughs> fine. I, I love Akron. Like it's, okay. it was one of the new, it's still one of the newer stadiums in the Mac and their press box is very luxurious. And I enjoy calling the games there, but uh, NIU would not be anywhere close to the top of my list. Joel, so I don't understand that pick at all. Hey, I'm contrarian. 
<laughs> All right. Well, for the last one, I, I strictly want, I think, a one word answer for this one. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Um, and you can't pick your own school, obviously. Um, who wins the MAC championship this year? We, we already both know that you would say Central yeah, Michigan and Ball yeah, State, respectively. Yeah. So outside of your own schools, who's winning the well, MAC title? Joe picks Ball State in every sport every year. So, of course, he'd say Ball State. That's not true. Well, outside of Ball State yeah. or Central Michigan, who's winning the MAC title? Adam, you first. Buffalo. Like okay. their running backs, like their quarterback coming back in Van Trees. They've always got a solid defensive line. Uh, they were right there a few years ago with a big lead against NIU and then fell apart. I think uh, they're the team to beat this year. Well, I picked Ball State to beat Buffalo. So I guess if I picked anybody other than Buffalo, I guess I'd be going against myself. So uh, I'm going to go with the Bulls as well. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, you know, Adam. But Joel. really, it's going to be the Chippewas. Just wanted to get that out there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we know understood understood and believe me eric and i wish we could give our take but you know we're not going to we're gonna just let people we're keep guessing we were a fan of all 12 and we're, we just, we're company men i think company i think men. at the end of the day we're rooting for a championship game yes we, yes so yes. that would be tremendous and uh let's let's both let's all hope that uh each of you guys get to call uh well six to seven games if not more than that eight maybe uh, eight eight maybe eight, eight yeah See, what i'm looking forward to most is actually winning the mac championship on the 19th and then playing in the myrtle beach bowl two days later <laughs> there, hey that's what spray tans are for joel <laughs> uh well hey uh adam joel we really want to thank you again for coming on with us today and and talking football i know everyone's excited um you know to to do what we love and uh, that, that's why we're all in this business. So, um, you know, best of luck to you guys this upcoming season, to your squads, and uh, we'll definitely talk to you down the road. Who knows, maybe at the MAC championship game. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Stay safe. All right. Well, hey, we'd like to thank Adam and Joel once again for coming on with us. Uh, Fun stuff as usual, and uh, yeah. you know, I, I love I love how uh, Homerish they were, but you know, it, it was definitely warranted by both schools. Yeah, I mean, it was out of passion, right? I mean, that's <laughs> that that that's always a good thing. And then, like I said in the intro, I mean, those guys are so knowledgeable knowledgeable about all their stuff. So um, good to get their comments and their and their thoughts on the season. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. We'll we will definitely have to have them on uh, later this year. If it's not for football, then we'll be talking hoops with them, as both yep. call the the hoops games as well. So, uh, with that, uh, yeah, tomorrow night it's on. Can't wait to yep. see you there, buddy. And yes, uh, you know, we're we're gonna definitely be uh, highlighting and promoting and doing everything we can in our power uh, to to get all the get all the action to everyone out there. I was just about to say, I can't wait to recap all the games with you Thursday, my man. And I'm sure our listeners are excited as well. So it's going to be back. Yeah. Until then, get some action. Get some action. The town of the